from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Hanging out here with you inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios, and we're also here on Facebook Live, Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. Hope you're all doing well this morning and having yourselves a tremendously cold, but hopefully good morning. It's very cold outside right now, and it's so weird and uh, Rob and I talk about it all the time because Rob gets super chilly, but Rob and I are both from this community. And I think it's funny because people are like, oh, you know, what are, you know, what are you complaining about? You guys should be used to it. And I'm like, really, bro? Like, I mean, you're we're still warm blooded creatures. So no matter how cold it is, I don't know if you ever truly get like used to used to this weather and I, uh, but at the same time, like I said, I saw the snow outside today. And as far as my brain went, it went, okay, it's winter now. And I was like, I just totally forgot. Like I let everything else go. And if I, if only I could do that with everything in my life, <laughs> you know, I'm working on it to just wake up in the morning and go, oh, okay, God wanted it to snow. So it snowed. So now it's winter and I'm okay with that. Let's move on. So with that being said, we're moving on to a segment here in the second hour of today's broadcast with Mr. Rob Drummond, Syracuse CFL and NFL alum, Jamesville DeWitt. I just gave them a shout out for winning their boys soccer and girls soccer sectional championships. Rob hails from Jamesville DeWitt's high school where he played football there as well. He's one of the local homegrown talents that Syracuse recruited and he ended up going to Syracuse. But you don't hear about JD and CBA, CNS, Liverpool, West Jenny C., uh, CBA, I think I said CBA. You don't hear, you don't hear about, you know, Aquinas Institute, Fabius Pompey. You don't hear about guys cut Nottingham coming from these areas anymore, getting recruited to Syracuse. And if they are, you hear about them getting an offer, you hear about them getting recruited, but then you don't hear about anything after that. So was the offer real? Was the offer substantial? Did they really put a lot into it, or were they just doing it to save face? So Rob can speak to what life was like when he used to play in this community because he played here, was recruited, and ended up going down the road to Syracuse. But not a lot of players can speak to this anymore because seemingly Syracuse football has forgotten, and not just with this coaching staff, but with the coaching staff before it, has forgotten about the community, has forgotten about the kids in the community, and seemingly doesn't recruit the kids in this community including a bunch of them we're going to name today. So with that being said, Rob and I have had this discussion numerous times in different pieces. Now it's putting it all together, and he's here this morning. Mr. Drummond, how are we doing today? Pretty good. How's it going? Uh, going a little crazy right now. My, my puppies decided to, to give me all the love in the morning this morning. So <laughs> they're all over me right now. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, it's it's a funny thing, too, because, uh, because uh, my lady... Uh, Miss Kayla, she has she has a giant dog, you know, more more uh, along the size of the dogs that you that you have, and so she's she's got a a big old girl whose name is Zoe, and then I have my dog Lily, and when they both you know attack me, Lily sits on my forehead and will lick my face, and Zoe will lay on top of me, and I kid you not that a couple nights ago I went to sleep 
with Zoe with her head on my chest and her arm like a re- like she literally was spooning me while I was sleeping because the dog is massive. So I, I know all about that love, Rob. But I got to tell you, as much as as much as we joke, you know, you joke about it and the dogs are all over you this morning. It is that type of love that you can really not duplicate anywhere else. Oh, no, no. These are like, they're like, they're like, they're like, they're like they're a chocolate lab, Bella, and I, you know, and I, they're a lab Maisie. I mean, I love them to death, but oh, gosh, they, they, they never give me breathing room. That's how it is. It's that unconditional love, Rob. Yeah. They're so, funny girls. <laughs> so, so we are here this morning with Rob Drummond, and he is here to talk with us about a, a what we consider to be a long-standing problem between the university and the community, and that is the fact of you know not ha- having having this massive disconnect between you know what's going on you know with with the players in the community on a football standpoint and the school. Rob, what can you say about it? And and was this a systematic thing? It was was this kind of a you know like a was this an ongoing domino effect? When did you maybe start seeing Syracuse not really show the love to the players in the community and to where we are now? Like, was this something that you saw happen over a period of time? Um, you know, it, it was tough for me to it's tough for me to explain when it actually started to happen because you know, uh, you know, for, up and from from 1989 until 19 ooh, excuse me, I know until 2003. I was actually out of the city of Syracuse because I was playing pro football myself, you know. So, I mean, I would always come back and try and watch games and see guys recruited. But, I mean, I, I didn't see the disconnect between the, between the city and, uh, and and the university. I think it all started, you know, when, when, when Coach Mack left because Coach Mack was a great ambassador, you know, for the city and, and getting, getting local kids to be able to come to the university and do well. You know, look, at, look at Chris Gedney. Look at myself. Scott Swades. Tim Green. You know, Will Allen, you know, Chris Ingram, you know, I, Jerome Hall, you know, Anthony Huddleston. I can go on and on and on about the local kids that went to Syracuse, you know, and, and, and did well, you know, and, and, and it just doesn't happen anymore. And I, I, I see a lot of fans outside walking in the street asking me about the situation about Syracuse football. And I always, I always ask them, who's the heart and soul of the Syracuse University football team right now? And no one can give me an answer. You know, I'm like exactly. I said, now if there was a local kid when things were going wrong with um with Syracuse, you know, at least as local kids, we had a chance to be able to go out into the community, you know, and find out what was going on from our family and friends because we were part of the city. You know, when you're born in Syracuse, you, you play at a different level because it's your hometown. A lot of these kids nowadays, you know, nowadays like Tommy DeVito gets a chance to go back to New Jersey. You know, Mo Neal gets a chance to go back to North Carolina. You know, I can go on and on and on about the players on the Syracuse University roster that when everything's said and done, when they're done, they'll never come back here again. You know, they're not from this community, so they don't understand it. So it's a tough situation, you know. I'd I'd rather take, you know, uh, an an, an average player from Syracuse and bring him him to my university because I know at the end of the day, he'll he'll end up being a star because I've seen it before and I've seen it happen. You know, you have to get to the point where, you know, you have to start recruiting locally and you have to, like, you know, get, get alumni involved to try and find out, you know, a, a, a winning format because the current status quo is not working and it hasn't worked in the past 20 years. No, you know, and, and that's the thing is, and it's not to say that Syracuse should stop recruiting other areas, that they should stop recruiting Florida or stop recruiting North Carolina or Georgia or anything like that. I think, you know, what you're saying and what I'm saying is, Keep recruiting those places, but add in upstate New York, include upstate New York, because we look at successful teams and, you know, okay, if Alabama didn't recruit 
the state of Alabama, they would get critique for that. If Texas didn't win battles in Texas, they would get critique for that. If Florida didn't win battles in Florida, they would get critique for that. You know, and in Boston College, we look at the fact that every single season except for one, we've seen Steve Adazio, former assistant coach at Syracuse, every season he's been at Boston College except for one, he's gone to a bowl game. They've made it to the postseason, and the majority of his roster is Massachusetts and then New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania. It's the Northeast, New Hampshire. So if you don't recruit your backyard, there is a direct connection to getting critiqued and, you know, with, with you know, actual critique, you know, something that would actually hold some merit. If you, if you lose battles in your backyard, it doesn't look good on you. It detaches you from the community. And we've seen the successes that these schools have had when they've recruited locally. So I just find it funny when people say, well, if you're in Florida and you're Miami or you're Florida or you're FSU, then of course it makes sense. And if you're in Texas and you're SMU or you're Baylor or you're Texas, then that makes sense. And you know, if you're in North Carolina and you're NC State, North Carolina, Duke, and this, that, and the other, then that makes sense. But the reality of it all is UConn recruits Syracuse and Central and Upstate New York. The Big Ten recruits Syracuse, Central and Upstate New York. Boston College recruits Syracuse, Central and Upstate New York. So there's a, there's a reason why uh, they keep doing it, and it's not just to spite Syracuse. It's because it works, and there's been a lot of success. I don't think anybody does it better than Boston College for our area of Central and Upstate New York. I say that they're the best recruiting school in our community, which some people look at me and they're like, wow, that was a dig, or they're like, ooh. But the reality of it all is, Rob, who recruits Syracuse better than Boston College? I mean, it, 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 it's sad when you sit here and look at a team like Boston College that recruits Syracuse better than Syracuse does, and, and, look, and look at the outcome of the game. If I'm already, you know, so apparently our athletes are well enough to go play at Boston College that blew us out, but they're not, they're not good enough to come play here at Syracuse. Come on, give me a break. At some point, you know, you got to drop your ego, drop the problem, you know, drop what it is you have stuck in your head as a new Syracuse, and start recruiting our local kids. You know what? I'd rather have a kid from Syracuse come here because I know what he's going to give me. He's going to give me 100%, you know, hard work, 100% effort, you know, 100% play, you know, and, and, and what he's going to do, you know, and, and try and be a, a complete player. Right now, if you had a local kid who was a starter on that team who was doing well, they could, you know, they could try and become more of a community team. Right now, this team is not a community team. Name a starter on a university football team right now in Syracuse that's doing well. You know, that that can relate to the city, that can bring relations between the city and and and, and the university. There is none. Yeah. There yeah. is none. Yeah. And that's the problem. That's a major problem. Well, and that's the thing. You know, when we look at at BC's roster, and we have Isaiah McDuffie from Buffalo. You know, if we just look at Upstate New York. Buffalo, New York, Isaiah McDuffie, a junior linebacker. And this is just on BC's team. This is not in general. This is just Boston College. Noah Jordan-Williams, Cicero, New York, went to Christian Brothers Academy. He's a redshirt sophomore, wide receiver on the team. Somebody who's been on this show before and is no stranger to it. Mike Palmer, redshirt junior defensive back from Endwell, New York. Went to Maine Endwell. If you don't know where that is, it's right around Binghamton area. On top of that, you have guys from Brooklyn, the Bronx, and Harlem, Jamaica, New York. And then Johnson City, Adam Karutz, redshirt junior offensive lineman, also in the Binghamton area. We have uh, from Mamaronic, New York, uh, Fordham Prep. You have Matt Valesi, uh, redshirt freshman quarterback on the team from Marilla, New York. They went to Iroquois High School. You have Nate Emmer, a redshirt sophomore offensive lineman. And I've, I've named these guys on the show before. Phoenix, New York, John Phillips. He went to CBA. He's a graduate offensive lineman. He's been on the team for a while. From Poughkeepsie, New York, you have 
uh, Kaive Bennerman, a redshirt freshman defensive tackle who's on the team. Tyler Days, who went to CNS from Syracuse. He's a redshirt freshman defensive back. Jaleel Berry, who's from Syracuse, went to Nottingham. He's a redshirt sophomore defensive tackle. I mean, we're talking about guys, and this is on top of Tyler Rouse having already been there and other guys. But, I mean, Rob, I'm mentioning CNS, Nottingham, Phoenix, CBA. You know, these are schools in our backyard that are being told that their guys aren't good enough or they're not being recruited, yet Boston College is putting them there, and these guys are going to Boston College and in their time at Boston College are going to the postseason more often than not, having winning records more often than not, fighting against some of the best teams in the country more often than not. I I, I mean, Boston College has literally become the perfect bridge for a central and upstate New York player. Which is sad. I, 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 I could give you, you know, the, the, the stories of former players and guys I know, you know, that, that, have, that have tried to contact Syracuse about, you know, about talent possibly coming here and Syracuse have ignored them. These kids have gone on to play, you know, at, at schools like Florida, Miami, Texas. I mean, it, 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 it would be mind blowing if I went to the paper with some of the some of the information I know about kids, you know, wanting to be be recruited by Syracuse and Syracuse just ignoring them because former players suggested it. I mean, once the Eagles once the Eagles starts playing a part in the game of football, your ideology, you know, it's wrong. You know, it's like someone reminded me of the, yesterday. Do people know that when Dino Vapor started, he said for the first eighteen months he wants no alumni involvement. That's what came out of his mouth. For the first 18 months, he doesn't want any uh, any any alumni involvement because he wanted to do it his way. Yeah. How's that way working? <laughs> How's it working? Yeah. <laughs> not doing, not working so well, huh? Yeah. No, sorry, but as, as I tell people all the time, at the end of the day, when he's long and gone, wherever he goes, wherever he may be, I'll still be a legend in Syracuse. And I'm not saying that to be cocky or arrogant or conceited. I'm saying that because I'm a I'm a Syracuse University football player, I'm a JD high school football player that got a chance, an opportunity to go to the university, work his behind off, play for his family, play for his friends, play for the fans, and do something for my community. Yeah. He doesn't get that. He's not from here. I was born and raised here. I get it, but I mean, I, I understand how serious the university is and how the community is. You know, so at the end of the day, ask people who've done it, who've been there before, how did you do it? What made you successful? You don't shun former alumni who love their university, you know, and, and will give you all the information to make you better. All we want to ever do is make Syracuse University better and see them win. But hey, he turned his back on us, so it is what it is. So right now, he's—it's like a ripple effect. He's the, the effects of him doing what he did, as opposed to coaches before him. Also, it started to show. But oh well, it doesn't hurt me because at the end of the day, you know, those the people still always have the memories of how great we were when I played. Well, and that's the thing, like you said, when you talk about Tim Green and Scott Schwades and Will Allen and yourself and and countless others that have come through or at least been close to the area and whatnot, you know, that's the tough part of it. You know, even Jay Bromley of, of recent history, who was recruited and and came from, you know, the New York City area, you know, from, I believe, Jamaica, New York. But I mean, I'm looking at teams right now like UConn. UConn's program has lost consistently over the years, they're like a one-win team, a three-win team, and, and whatnot. They're going to be independent soon because they're leaving the American Athletic Conference. And what do they have? Wide receiver Ardell Brown, 
from Rochester, New York, Bishop Kearney is on the is on the team. We look at uh, Bellport, New York, St. Anthony's, Heron Mar- Marisau, redshirt freshman wide receiver. He's on the team as well. So there's a couple guys from the state of New York that I mentioned already on UConn, and UConn's team has, you know, in the record books, been very, very poor in recent history as far as wins and losses. There's other guys that are on this team as well at UConn, and and I'm going to get to my point of this in a second. Winston Jules, defensive back, freshman from Brooklyn, New York, Salisbury School. He's on the team, and, you know, I want to mention uh, one other guy here at least from the from the team, Eli Thomas, from Elmira, New York, Elmira High School, redshirt senior linebacker Eli Thomas on the team, and he's a captain on the team. So you look at that, and who's the head coach of UConn? Randy Etzel. Where was Randy Etzel before? He was an assistant at Syracuse. So Paul Pascaloni, when he was the head coach of UConn, recruited Central and Upstate New York. When he went to Boston College and served under Steve Adazio, he recruited Central and Upstate New York. Steve Adazio at Boston College, former Syracuse assistant coach. What does he recruit? Central and Upstate New York. Randy Etzel, former assistant coach at Syracuse. Where does he recruit? Central and Upstate New York. So why are all these coaches that used to be here recruiting this area, but the coaches that are physically here not doing that? And what does it say to Randy Etzel and Steve Adazio when they come into Syracuse Hancock Airport, they land and they come into the community and they go to a game and they look around and there's no one from Baber's staff at the game? (laughs) You tell me. (laughs) Again, the eagle is the downfall of all men. You know, at the end of the day, and I, I, I could care less who's listening or, who, or, or who's who's upset with what I'm saying. You know, it is what it is. We've been a bad team for a long time, and I understand why. You know, at the end of the day, I was successful when I was here. Why was I successful? Because there were kids. You know, oh my gosh, from Fowler, from Jenniger, from Baldwinsville, from Liverpool, from JD, from Solway, from you know, all in our team. Where are those kids today? Those are what made Syracuse University not just a community team, but a successful team. And until these this current regime and this, this current organization gets to that, gets that, understand that, they'll be also ran and getting blown out like they are in the current days. Boston College understands that they blew us out. But yeah, they have a, a gang of guys from the Syracuse University area on their football team. I mean, it's sad when kids, you know, from your from your local area on a major college team has to has to go elsewhere. You know to play the sport they love but oh well like i said they're they're, they're still going to be they're still going to be who they are and i'll still be a legend that coming here from rob drummond here this morning syracuse native as well as a jamesville dewitt player who was recruited locally and i'm mentioning this because that's part of the problem that rob and i believe the syracuse football team has right now is that they do not recruit locally they do not have those bonds with the local community and the schools and if you want to know if i'm if it's true or not Look at the fact of what I just said. If I just look at BC's roster alone, we're talking about Johnson City, Endwell, you know, which are both around the Binghamton area. We're talking about Brooklyn. We're talking about the Bronx. We're talking about Poughkeepsie. We're talking about Syracuse. We're talking about Cicero. There's guys from CBA, CNS, Nottingham that are not going there. Baldwinsville, Tyler Rouse went to Boston College. Randy Etzel and all the problems that UConn's been having over the years. He's got a bunch of players from Central and Upstate New York and New York City area. So, I mean, it's not about wins and losses because some people say that too. Oh, well, they're going there because it's, you know, well, they're going there because it's what? UConn is not doing well. UConn, if, if I, t- I mean, UConn right now, their UConn's record this season for the football team is nothing to write home about. The UConn team right now is struggling. They've been struggling. They've consistently struggled 
over and over and over again over the years. They're two and seven right now. Syracuse is three and six. So to say, oh, they're going to UConn for success. No. Boston College, Steve Adazio, he's not known for, you know, winning ACC championships and winning national championships, but they go there. And another thing that was said to me was, well, Dan, why are we talking about Stevie Scott from CBA? Indiana sucks. He went to Indiana. Indiana's seven and two this year. They're four and two in the Big Ten. And the only teams that have more wins than they do are the two undefeated teams in the eastern part of the Big Ten. Ohio State's five and zero. Indiana's four and two. Penn State's five and zero. Indiana's four and two. Penn State and Ohio State are eight and zero. Indiana's seven and two. They have one less. They have one less win in the conference. One less win overall. The team is already bowl eligible. And Stevie Scott is a true freshman, went on the team last year, fought for an opportunity to get on the field, had over 1,000 yards as a true freshman running back at Indiana, and not only set 1,000 yards plus in his rookie season in college football, but he set a new all-time Indiana running back record for yards in a season as his first year in college football. So you tell me that a guy at CBA, the Dino Babers, could have ridden a traditional bike, not a motorcycle a traditional bike so he could hell he could have skateboarded there rollerbladed there dino couldn't rollerblade down to cba to see stevie scott and to make a relationship with stevie i asked stevie about syracuse i said why not syracuse he said they don't show me any love so i got nothing to say syracuse is right down the street from a player who went to the big 10 and as a true freshman has over a thousand yards as a running back and on top of that sets a new record as a running back. And now this season as a true freshman is going to a bowl game and is seven and two. And the only reason why we're not talking about Indiana is because Penn State and Ohio State are eight and oh. But besides that, they're right behind them. So you mean to tell me that everything that they're doing right now, everything that he did last year, all of these accolades and all of these things that Syracuse couldn't have, couldn't have benefited from a guy like that who just came off of a game. For 26 carries, 116 yards, four and a half yards a carry, and two touchdowns. Most recently, the team's on a four. What, what else do you need? Thousand yards, new, new, new true freshman record. Stevie Scott doing what he does. The team is seven and two. They're four and two. They're right behind Penn State. They're right behind Ohio State. He's coming off a game of over 100 yards. He had two touchdowns around a four-game winning streak. I mean, Rob. I can literally keep this laundry list going and make this show run until 12:30 this afternoon. You're telling me that if I took all of the accolades away except for one, that Stevie Scott isn't worthy of being at Syracuse? Stevie Scott will be a higher draft pick than any guy coming out of Syracuse within the next four to five to six years. I'll put it that way. He's way more talented than anybody we have on Syracuse University football team right now. Yeah, we let him get away because we chose not to recruit him early. We chose not to stay on top of top of him because he's local. I'll, I'll put it like that. And you know, yeah. the, 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 and I say, regardless of what I think, I'll put my resume against anybody's resumes out there. You know, I, I played 15 years professionally and I played four years at Syracuse. So if you want to put your 19-year resume against mine, let me be my guest. At the end of the day, it is what it is. I know why I played in Syracuse. I know why what made me successful at Syracuse. It was a simple fact of being able to play in front of my home crowd, in front of my home fans, and being able to play in a place that accepted me for who I was because I was born and raised here. That's a huge difference. Right now, if Syracuse had somebody on that offensive, defensive starting point that was from the city of Syracuse, he could rally those guys and tell them, tell them it's like, you know what, guys? I get it from the university, and I get it from the city. I understand what we need. This is what we need. Right now, they don't have that they don't want that they want to do it their own way again ego kicks in and it's not 
working. <laughs> they're, I won't say they're horrible because I never talk about my university like that. I love them with all my heart. I bleed orange, but they, I always say they are not playing well, and there's a reason they're not playing well. If you wanted me to get deep into the delves of the psychology of this game, Dino Babers says take this onus all on him. It's all his, you know, all his doing. The simple fact, because what? He got the raise. When everything was going great, who got the raise? Who got the accolades? Who got the, the who, who who got who gained everything? The players don't make money, so they didn't get anything. They gained recognition. They didn't get anything. He had a four million dollar, you know, a four million dollar extension. So you know, the, the sit there and fault players, call players quitters, and tell players, you know, your, your job is in jeopardy. How dare you? You know, you're the one that should be. The owner should be on you. Your job should be in jeopardy also. Oh, my bad. I can't say that. Your contract's guaranteed. So when things are going good, don't take the you know don't don't take all the accolades you know and then decide that when they're going bad it's somebody else's fault. Be a, be a man and step up about it. Again, let take ego out of the game. As I said, I always love Syracuse football and I love it whether he's here or whether he's gone. And 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 long after he's gone from this game of football at Syracuse, I'll still love the sport until the day I die. But but then again, I mean I come from the old school with Coach Mack. Coach Mack would always say things to us in private. Yeah. Coach Mack told me in private that he, that he didn't think I was good enough to play Division One college running back as a son going into my sophomore year, you know, and, and he moved me to wide receiver. He didn't go public with it. He said it was it was a private meeting with me. So now, I mean, I didn't have to feel the whole the whole world was looking at me. You know, when anybody asked me why'd you move the wide receiver, it was my onus to explain to them why, whether I wanted to or not. It wasn't a public thing. How 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 Babers treated like that 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 offensive lineman kid who he tried or who who decided to decided to the to, to quit the team was wrong to me and you know it, it go it goes it goes to show on you know it, it, I'm not surprised at how this year is going because of, because of the thing because of the things of nature of him doing things like that but oh well it is what it is at the end of the day if you don't listen to your former players who've been successful before you're gonna fail you know if you if you want to learn how to be a doctor who do you ask. A doctor. If you want to learn how to be a lawyer, who do you ask? A lawyer. If you want to learn how a winning tradition at Syracuse was ever established and how it kept going, who do you ask? You ask the damn former players because they'll tell you. Yeah. But, hey, as I said, if your ego is so big that you can't have an outside, you, you sit here and say you want to do it your own way, you want no outside alumni influence for 18 months, hey, that's on you. <laughs> you know. So when it starts failing, don't come ask us now. We would have helped you in the beginning, but now you want to ask me, you want my help now? Nah, I'm good. Let me see how you do it. You, you want to do it yourself? Let me let me see how it works out. Oh, I, you know what? I know a sinking ship when I see one. <laughs> I'll, go to, I'll go to another ship. <laughs> but, that, but that's the thing, like you said. You said if Randy Etzel calls me from UConn, I'm going to answer the call and I'm going to help. Yeah. Randy, Randy, Randy Etzel always calls me to ask me for help. Robert, what do you think about this guy? Do you know any guys? Blah, blah. The Aussie are the same way. I said I do more recruiting for Boston College in Connecticut than than, than I ever have for Syracuse. <laughs> and that's a, and that's and, and that's a thing that is absolutely ridiculous and makes absolutely no sense. Is like you said, you know, your your job, your task on on the daily basis is for the kids. I believe in the you know, and and I believe the same thing. My job is for the kids. And again, I'm not saying Syracuse don't recruit North Carolina and Florida and this that and the other. I mean. Yeah. Boston College, you you have you got to do that, and some of the best players that I've been around have come from all over the place. So Steve Ishmael's from Florida, and Mo Neal's and whatnot. Then how's that working? Right, right, no. But what, to to my point is, to my point, I love I love the kids that are coming in and the kids yeah, that are fighting. How's, how's, how's it working? But without having kids from our community, without having kids from our community, it hurts. 
without you know you know and and that's and that's the thing is it's that how i mean you think about it like this there's 50,000 seats right maybe maybe 50,000 seats and that's how we look at the dome right there's 50,000 52 whatever it is that they can make it look like but there's about 50,000 seats in the dome so that's already half of the size of Penn State half of the size of Notre Dame almost half the size you know what half the size of Ohio State almost half the size of Florida State so you want to pack that place. If you have kids on your team from CNS, kids on your team from Liverpool, West Jenny, Nottingham, CBA, you know, in Aquinas Institute, Buffalo, Johnson City, Endwell, and so on and so forth. If you have those people on your team, and you think about it in the basketball side of it, Daywan Coleman came from JD. Sonny Spira is a Binghamton guy. You know, we, we look at these people that have come through Syracuse ranks and where they've been. Dale Shackelford's from Utica. You know, I mean, it's like the basketball team still does it, right? You still have those guys that are coming from the local community. Glens Falls, Joe Girard, he's on the team right now as a true freshman. So basketball still recruits locally and it works. Well, Dan, basketball is different than football. No, it's not. If there's a talented, I'm not saying to take a guy who's not talented and just because he's in the community, put him on the team. I'm not saying that. I'm saying... If you have a guy like Tyler Days or a guy like Tyler Rouse or a guy like Dorsey Levins or a guy like Latavius Murray or Stevie Scott or, I mean, on and on and on and on and on, your Greg Paulus's and whatnot. I mean, Greg Paulus, for the one year he played at Syracuse, he had he had one of the highest completion percentages on the team on an atrocious team. So if these guys are good enough, I'm not saying just take anybody. I'm saying if they're good enough, you put them on the team. Mackie McPherson was told that he was never going to be tall enough or good enough to be an offensive lineman at the Division I FBS level. He had 3,000-yard backs behind him in his four seasons as the center of Syracuse. He came from CBA. Cam McPherson, CBA. Riley Dixon, NFL punter, CBA. It doesn't make any sense to me why we're sitting here this morning even having anybody on the other side of this discussion because there is no argument on the other side of the discussion that warrants anything. If you don't recruit the kids in our community and because there's nobody good enough, then why are there thousand yard backs? Why are there guys winning Super Bowls? Why are there guys going to the NFL? Why is Latavius Murray running the ball for the Saints right now? If they're not good enough, why are they successful? Why has Tyler Rouse had the opportunity to be a coach on a team that he ran like hell for, ran all over Syracuse for, did everything he possibly could for, and now he's a coach? I mean, these it, it, the the evidence is insurmountable. Yet we're still hitting sitting here this morning. And Rob, some some people out there think that you and I are crazy for saying this, but why? If you don't get local kids at your local school, who is in who? I mean, in the state of New York, what Division One A FBS teams are there? Syracuse and Buffalo, MAC and ACC. So, as I said, I'll, I'll, I'll put my resume against any couch potatoes any 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 time that wants to come on your show and call in, you know, and, and find out. I'll put my 19 years experience, professional and in college, against anybody who wants to sit here and say what I'm saying is completely wrong. I understand it. Here's the thing. They think it. I lived it. Right. They, 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 you know, they, they, they try and figure it out. You know, I understand it. You know, because it was my life. It's what I did. I, you know, not only did I play in games that I played bad, and you know, and then had had to not only go to the university and you know and be a student, but I also had to had to go back into a community that I grew up and I lived in. So I get it. I understand. You know, the feel between the city and you know, and and and, uh, and the university. There is no. You know, you know the, the, the combination or no, no accolades now between the city and the university. There, there's no love at all. You know, as I said, who 
Name 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 a person, name a player right now from Syracuse on the in a, on the current Syracuse University football team. There wasn't. There was Gabe Haran from Baldwinsville, and that was it. And he was de- and he was DQ'd for concussions. Yeah. So 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 how can a city, you know, like like, like a blue collar, hardworking, get up every single morning early in the day, you know, or early in the morning, and work as hard as he can, you know, and go to this game and love his sports, try and understand the heart and pulse of, of, of players, you know, when something goes bad, you know, they can't relate to those players right. at all, you know, because none of those players come out, come, come back to the community because they're not from here. <laughs> Whereas myself or Scott or Chris Ingram or Anthony Huddleston or Jerome Hall or, you know, or, or Will Allen, you know, or could, could all, you know, someday, you know, you know, go, go to the inner city or go to the suburbs or go to JD or go to Fayetteville or go to Liverpool and talk to our people. You know, we're, 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 we're the community. We're, 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 we're not, New York team, as a, you know, uh, as they once tried to call us, we're Syracuse's team, and until they get that to the point, they try to understand that what you see is what you get. All right, and there and there's guys that they've, you know, like put onto the roster that that we don't see, we may we may never see. You know, Nate Wellington, wide receiver out of Skinny Atlas, is on the team. Uh, you know, uh, Kadir White is is from the Bronx. So, but from you know from our area, we have uh, Ryan Kisselstein, offensive lineman from Syracuse, you know, out of Corcoran, you know, and he's not a guy that we're seeing in the depth chart. Uh, Pittsburgh, Je- Jesse Connors at tight end, we haven't seen him. Uh, Jamesville, Jake Wright, DB, we haven't seen him. Uh, ben Honus, tight end from Jamesville, we don't see him. Uh, Eric Coley, it says Manlius and FM, but he transferred in here when his father, Vince or stepfather, Vincent Reynolds, came onto the staff. So he didn't, you know, he he wasn't a guy who grew up here and whatnot. And then some of the other guys that were from like New York City and whatnot went down to IMG Academy. So the reality of it all is the few names that we have from the Syracuse area are guys that are on the team that we're probably never going to see on the field. Which is another issue because they're on the team, but how can you cheer for the guys from Skinny Atlas and Pittsburgh and whatnot? I mean, you know what I, you know what I'm getting at? It's like they're they're non scholarship players that are allowed to be on the team or whatever, but these aren't scholarship kids. No, they're not. You know, as I said before, you know, just just the, the proof is in my puppies. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're they're like they see that their dad's getting pissed. They're like, calm down, dad. I got you. I got you. <laughs> you know, the, you know, the, 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 the proof is in the production. Yeah. How's Syracuse doing? Right. <laughs> How are they doing? <laughs> I tell you what. In my four years, we won <laughs> all the time. They cheered for us. Coach Max said, "Our four years, I, I went through one coach at Syracuse. How are they doing?" Yeah. Right. These four stars, these five stars, these how are they doing? You know, you have you have coaches blaming players, you have coaching putting player coaching putting players on blast on, on blast, you know, calling on calling um calling players quitters, firing offensive um, defensive and pretty soon probably offensive coordinators when things are things are bad up at Syracuse. You know, you have coaches sitting there telling they don't want their alumni to come to come back for eighteen months going into the season because he wants to do it his own way. Okay, how's that how's your own way working? Yeah. You know, when you have a formula for excess, why would you change that formula? Coach Mack put a, put a formula in play that Coach Paul, Paul Pascaloni took over, and it, it lasted for a while. Then it, started, then it started to go a little bit south. Remember, Coach P was fired for having back-to-back years of 6-6. Six and six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He was fired. He was fired for media. They call it mediocrity. Willie Taggart was fired this year. He has a better record than Babers. Yeah. He has a better record. <laughs> he was fired. Yeah. So please. Now, at the end of the day, as I said, I'll put my resume against anybody's resume about, the, about knowing the knowledge and the psychology of football because unlike them who watch it, I lived it. I understand it. It was a part of me through my heart and soul because it was my life. For them, it was a hobby. For them, for me, it was a lifestyle. Yeah. So please, I, I see it in the making. It will never get better. And look, look, look at basketball. You may say what you want about basketball, but I respect Jimmy Beheim for the simple fact that he puts former players on his roster because he gets it. He gets the city of Syracuse. He's been here long enough to understand that. You know what? I need guys that can you know, make this community understand. Name a guy from Syracuse or a former player currently on the coaching staff of Dino Babers. Right. Exactly. No. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. But, so, you know, until they, until they change that, nothing's going to change. And, you know, and just for just for giggles here on the show this morning, I'm looking at Boston College's roster again, and the majority of it's Massachusetts. I'm looking at Indiana's, the majority of it's Indiana. I'm looking at UConn. You know, I mean, it's like everybody recruits their back. Like, who's out here saying Indiana has the best talent? You know, Ohio, I mean, but Indiana's recruiting because you have to recruit your back. You always have to go from your backyard out. It's your backyard out. You have to. You have to, you have to get your community involved. Right. This community is so uninvolved with Syracuse right now. There's no interest. There's no one we can relate to. Well, and that's the thing is, like, if you're if you're if your kid is on the team, okay. Let's say a mom and a dad from CNS, their kids on the team, and CBA and Liverpool and West Jenny and Johnson, they're all on the team and they're all scholarshiped and they're all playing. This team's three and six. Those parents are going to defend that team. And they're going to defend those kids with no attachment to it. The team's three and six. They're like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to give up my season tickets. Like, that's the difference between the two. If it's a team that's struggling, but your kid's on the team, you're going to do everything you possibly can. You're going to show up every week. If yeah. nobody's on the team and there's no attachment and they never looked at your kid and they never gave him an opportunity and you sent that's film and you never got a response, nobody cares. Nope. Nobody cares. It. So you're going to have your fair weather fans that are going to love you like crazy when you won 10 games, and those are the same people that, just, that, that have put out on social media that they've given up their season tickets and they're not buying them for next year. Yep. Oh, well, as I said before, it is what it is. We got, we got supposedly son, son as former alumni son for 18 months. So it is what it is. No, I still love my, love my orange and I love my university, love my school, cheer for them as loud as I can, but you know, they wanted me away. I'll stay away. Yeah. Well, the it thing, is. and this is the thing here too. You live in the community, let's say 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes from, from uh from from where from where from the practice facility in manly field house and all that so let's in the ensley center so let's say you know rob drummond grew up in syracuse played at jd played at syracuse won at syracuse last undefeated team at syracuse one of only two undefeated teams at syracuse him and ernie davis's team of 59 so you're 15 minutes away from campus has dino babers ever called you interacted with you and have you ever met him I've never met Dino Babers. <laughs> even, even so much so where, where I did Time Warner football games and I was a, you know, a, the, 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 the color by color analysis, you know, for pregame for, for the game and he walked right by me. It's like, you know, at some point, if you're going to be a coach of the university, understand and know the alumni. You know, Dino Babers didn't even know who Joe Morris was until they were going to retire his jersey. How do you not know who Joe Morris is at Syracuse and you become the head coach? That right there told me all I, all I needed to know, you know? 
I mean, if I if I ever was getting coached a musician at a university or a college or anywhere, I would read with with Google. How easy is it to Google? I would research the entire program and understand who their stars were and who who their who their who their who their hometown heroes were. Who I, mean, I would I, I would learn that like it was a holy grail. Yeah. And, and the fact that he didn't know what Joe Morris was told me a lot. It is. It is what it is. You know, you can't change somebody or who they are and how they think. You know, as I said before, ego is a destroyer of all men. And you know, the proof is in the pudding. How are we doing? We had we got lucky and had one good year last year because of why? Because trust me, a lot of things happened last year that allowed us to win games. There were some games that easily we should have lost, but we won them. But how's it working this year? <laughs> but that's you know, but 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 that's the thing that that hurts the most is when you go back and you look at this. What hurts? What hurts? The truth? No, no, the, no. The reality that the coaches that have been disconnected from the Syracuse football program for twelve years, twenty years, fifteen years, whatever it may be, the guys that are most disconnected from the program, the guys that used to be the assistant coaches, still come back. Like the people that found value in Syracuse twelve years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, still come back. Like Steve Adazio, Randy Edsel, Paul Pasqualoni. I mean, for God's sakes, and they all help each other out. Matt Patricia goes and hires a bunch of Syracuse people. People hires Paul Pasqualoni. Steve Adazio worked with Paul Pasqualoni as an assistant, and then hired him as his assistant at BC. I mean, these these guys consistently help each other out. They work together. The Casulo family, Bob Casulo. I mean, my God, Dan Conley comes back. I mean, there's so many people in this community that are constantly helping each other out. All of these Syracuse former players and former coaches are constantly building up the community. And then in comes a guy who's never been here before with a coaching staff who's never been here before. And they don't do any work in the community to get to know anybody in the community. And yet all these guys that have been removed from the community for 14 years, they come back. What does it say about you where you live in a community and you don't know who the best player is on CNS's team, but the guy who hasn't been coaching in Syracuse for 15 years knows him, calls him, knows his mom and dad, and just came and visited him last week? Like I said, I do more recruiting for the guys you just named than I do for my own hometown Syracuse because they call me and actually ask me for right. my opinion. Because, you know, because hmm, God forbid you ask a guy who played 15 years professionally who got drafted, you know, in the, in the third round, and, you know, and understands the game of football and was successful here. Don't ask him. I want to do it my own way. <laughs> oh well, do it your own way then. And how's that way working? Well, how, it, how's, how, how's it working? Well, the reality <laughs> and, and the reality of it all is when you look at it. When you look at when you look at the reality of it all, if you're recruiting Florida and you got to recruit Florida and Florida's got to be number one, you have to go up against Miami, Florida State, Florida, FIU, FAU, UCF, USF in the state of Florida, and that's not even everybody. On top of all of that, you have to go against the teams in Georgia, yet the teams in Texas, the teams in Oklahoma, and the rest of the damn country that's looking at the state of Florida. So you're going to get the fourth best or the fifth best or the ninth best or the guy that was spurned or the guy that didn't this or the guy that didn't answer quick enough. If Florida State says this is our number one wide receiver target, they're not coming to Syracuse. If Miami says this is our number one DB target, they're not coming to Syracuse. But when Stevie Scott is sitting in your backyard and he was committed to Rutgers, who is a an atrocious football team, he was committed to Rutgers. Then he went to Indiana, who's not known for their football. He's been there for not even two full years, and they're 7-2. and two. You look at a guy who had a thousand yards as a true 
freshman. This man's going to be playing on Sundays. People in Central New York are going to be drafting him in their fantasy leagues, but they're not going to be able to watch him on Saturdays at the Dome. That makes absolutely no sense. Noah Jordan-Williams looked me in the eye from CBA, who's now at Boston College as a redshirt sophomore wide receiver. He looked me in the eye when they had media day for Section 3. And I said, what are your thoughts on Syracuse? I know you're going to Boston College, this and that. He looked around the room to see who was around him, and he, and he leaned into me and he said, I can't wait to play them for the next four years because he wanted to remind Syracuse what they didn't take. You're taking kids from our community and making them want to play you so they can bash your head in to remind you that you screwed up. That's not a good thing. The people in our community want to play Syracuse, not because of any other reason, but to tell you how stupid you were. So you're taking kids, the youth of our community, and turning families in our community and kids in our community against our community because you decided that you're smarter and that you're better and that our community, and if our community is not good enough for you, why are you coaching here? Because the con contract is guaranteed. I guess that's my question. <laughs> The contract is guaranteed. Once he got there, like, as I said before, he got a raise. The players didn't get a raise. Coaching staff didn't get a raise. You know, and favors didn't. It's all on them. You know, as I said, you know, ego. You know, I don't. I don't want. Who says I don't want alumni involved for the next eighteen months? Who says that? It is what it is. As I said before, I don't have a relationship with the university up on the hill right now. I don't even go to games. You know, I, I don't. You know, I, I watch it on television. I stay away. They wanted me to stay away. I'll stay away. I'll stay away until I, until I get a coach that respects the players, that respects the tradition, that respects what we did and what we built. We built, we built what they're playing in right now. Yeah. You know, coach, coach Max started what we're playing in right now. You know what? We had seasons where we were ranked two in the country, ranked seventh in the country, ranked fifteenth in the country, ranked eleventh in the country. You know what I'm saying? That was us who started that, who built the Carrier Dome. When the dome was packed every single day, when we talked about on national TV every single day, we would get local recruits and do great things every day. And you don't want to understand that, you know, you want to do it your own way and form a new outline or you know, form a new path. How's it working? <laughs> How's it working in the past twenty years? Hasn't worked so well, has it? Yeah, but that and that's the thing though is like for you, for you to not have that. I mean, how many staffs? Doug Marone, Scott Schaefer, and Dino Babers. None of those and Greg Robinson. None of those coaches welcomed you back. Nope. I'll 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 stay away as long as I can because as long as I'm staying away. I mean, and I don't mean this in a cocky or condescending or conceited kind of way. As long as I stay away, I'll still be Robert Robbins. I'll still walk and I'll see people in the city that I grew up in and I was born in and I was raised in, you know, that still says, hey, you know, we remember the good days. I remember I remember watching you running. You were such a tough player, blah, blah, blah. And that's all I ever wanted, you know. You know, was was the, you know, was the, was to be humble and the respect for, for, for the city and the team that I played for. And I get that. And that's all I need. Syracuse <laughs> well, as well, great. It's not going to change what I did or who I am, whether they do well or not. Do I want them to do well? Of course I do. Does it hurt me that they aren't? Of course it does. You know, does it bother me that they don't they don't reach out and try and ask what can I do to get better? Yeah, but you know what? I'm not going to fight anybody's ego because ego is never going to change. Right, and and that's the thing is, every single coach that has turned their back on the alumni of Syracuse has failed. So what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over over and over again and expecting it to change. And and what's the point? Like you said. If you're a doctor, you talk to other doctors. If you're a broadcaster, you talk to other broadcasters. If you want your team to be successful, like right now at three and six, Scott Scott Schwades, 
Tim Green, and this is the thing, Tim Green, he comes, and, and, and this is the saddest thing about it, as I look at Tim and I look at everything, but if Tim Green wasn't sick right now, would they have done that ceremony? Or You know what I mean? It, and that's and that's the thing. So Tim Green, you, Schwades, you know, Michael Owens. I mean, the thing, I mean, for, for goodness sakes, if everything was great in status quo and everything was wonderful, then, you know, I think Floyd Little would be here forever. But, I mean, I look at, I look at everything and I say to myself, Joe Morris comes in for a day, whoop de doo But at three and six right now, why is Joe Morris, Floyd Little, Jim Brown, you, Donovan McNabb, Don McPherson, Michael Owens, Scott Schwades, Tim Green, you guys should be in the locker room right now talking to these kids because they need to hear from people that went through the trenches, dealt with this life before, and came out successful. You were not a five-star, Rob. None, none of the guys we talked about were five-stars, and they weren't given any respect, yet they came here and they fought hard as hell. Ernie Davis was from Elmira, New York. Jim Brown is from the state of New York. I mean, we look at these guys that came from this area and what they were able to do. The Elmira Express was Ernie Davis. So for me to have a team at three and six, especially on a bye week, and for Dino to not call you, Schwades, Green, and say, hey, can you guys just like pop in here for like 15 minutes and just say something? You know, but I mean, I, I, I don't do, do anything as far as the university, as far as the university is concerned, but I talk to the players. I see them, you know, see them on, you know, and, and I have a relationship with them. So I don't let them down because it's a brotherhood. So I'm always going to be a part of their lives. You know, regardless, but as far as the university uh, being controlled by them and doing anything that has to do with them, nah, I'll pass. I'll sit on the outside and just watch them like the Hindenburg. I'll just watch them go down because, as I said before, is it working? How's, how, how's it working out? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, outcasting and putting alumni on the outside, how's it working? You guys are three, what, three and six? Yeah. How's it working? How's, how great is it going? You had one good year where you got lucky. And you, you know, and you got complacent. And you believe, like Coach Mack used to always tell us, don't read the headlines and don't believe what they write about you. You have to work hard every single day and get better. It doesn't matter what they say about you. It matters how you go out there and how hard you work. These guys didn't, and it's showing. And that comes from straight for who? The guy who got the raise. <laughs> It is what it is. I sit back. I mean, and I don't. And I laugh condescendingly. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I mean, no disrespect to Syracuse because I love my university. I love my university long before Didier Brabers, and I love my I love it long after he's gone. But the thing is, though, he took a lot of money to do what go from a ten and three, ten and ten and two year to to this. And now he's blaming the players. He's firing coaches. He's ah, dude, that falls on you. Like I said, Willie Taggart, who has a better record at Florida State, got fired. Yeah. Yeah. It is, what, it, it is what it is. As I said before, I'm still always in the community. I'm still always going to the high school football games. I'm still always going to the Pop Warner football games. I'm still going to the schools and talking to schools and talking to students and talking to people, blah, 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 because I am Syracuse. I am a part of Syracuse. This is where I'm from. Syracuse is my life. That's who I am. When I retired, where did I come back to? Came back to Syracuse. When all the guys on the current team retired, where are they going to? They're going to the hometown they came from. Regardless of whether they go pro or not, you know. Yeah. Please, it is what it is. It is what it is. And that's the tough part of it all. Is is that's where we stand right now. So until this university starts to reach out to former players and reach out to players in the community that are looking for opportunities, we're going to be in trouble. And I think that the proof is in the pudding. And when people don't believe in, they go, "Oh, Dan, come on." You know, you but if you believe what you were spoon fed, it doesn't teach you anything. 
And that's that's the reality of it all, is if you believe what you were told, that doesn't mean anything. Okay, well, you know, we're told that Florida talent and Southern talent is better, and we're told that that's what we need to do, so New York doesn't count. Have you gone out and watched the games? Have you done your research? Nine times out of ten in the world we live in today, people hear something, they believe it, or they don't, and then they go on with their life, but they don't go back and research it, and they don't go back and fact check it. If Syracuse is fighting battles to win in Florida, they're going to consistently be let down. But if they're fighting battles to win in Central and Upstate New York, they have a standing chance because these kids, just for the sheer fact that they want to grow up, they want to be, you know, they want to be able to play growing up in front of their parents, their grandparents. You know, they want to be around their families. Their coach can come see them. They know that they'll always have a cheering squad. They know that it's right down the road. They grew up idolizing Syracuse. You tell me right now that any kid from any school in Central and Upstate New York, Syracuse calls him and gives him an actual, viable, real scholarship opportunity that they're not going to think about it, even just for the simple fact that they can play in front of the people they love in the hometown that they grew up in. It's one of the greatest things that you ever had an opportunity to do, and this school isn't offering that. So until they reach out to the former players and until they reach out to the future players in our community, we stand to consistently say, oh, we had one good year in the last 11 seasons. It is, as I said, it is what it is. You know, I don't, I don't even stress it anymore. You know, it, it, until I get a coaching staff, I, I can actually relate to it that I actually understands. You know what? You know because sorry, but at Syracuse, I'm not sorry. At Syracuse, I had a winning environment. I think Coach Mack taught us how to win. That's what we did. We we understood the ins and outs. You know how to recruit local players. How to, how to you know how to play well as a team. How to you know do things when, when things are going bad. You do this when things are going bad. When things are going you know, not so great, you do this. He taught us that. If they don't want to learn it, fine. Yeah. Keep the status quo. It's not, you know, going in Syracuse, saying Syracuse sucks right now, doesn't affect me. Because when they see me, they're like, oh my God, all I do is remember how great it was when I was there. So it doesn't affect me at all. I want to help you, but hey, if you don't want my help, fine with me. <laughs> it doesn't hurt me at all. Right. And that's the thing is it's time for a change. But until they see it and until they realize it, it's not going to happen. It seems like it's very easy to figure out, but some for some reason it's difficult. That's why I stay away. It's not going to hurt me. Or I, I I can come back to going to games at the Dome in ten years, and I'm still going to be the person I am. You know, and people are still appreciate me for what I did for Syracuse. I understand the game. As I said, I'll, I'll put my I'll put my resume against anybody's. You know? Well, and that's the thing. You know, like I said with Mackie and Riley and and Cam. I mean, these guys were from our community and they were on the team and it meant the world to me. And the day that I thought Noah Jordan Williams actually had a viable chance at Syracuse, I was like, Oh my God, I get to see Noah play. This is so cool. We were smiling about it and this and that. And then all of a sudden I see him and it's Boston college and don't talk to me about anybody else. And Stevie Scott, same thing. I mean, Gabe Haran was recruited by the big 10 and, and Carl Sanfilippo had said to me, he's like, if he had waited a little bit longer in his recruitment, He's like, I think the majority of the Big Ten would have recruited him. So, you know, it, it just – it doesn't make any sense. And, and and this is coming from two people who love the community. And all we're asking Syracuse to do is to try and find one, two, maybe three players, God forbid, that can play Division One football. And you say that – and if you don't believe they exist, Syracuse, why are they playing everywhere else? And on top of all of that, why are they setting records? And on top of all of that, maybe just maybe it's time to not keep the people away because the 87 team felt no love. 
Then the 90s team got a lot of love, but where is the connection right now? And the thing is, there's no consistency. I would want to see people – like Florida State's talking right now that Deion Sanders – what you know, there's there's news out there that Dion could be up for the job. I don't think Dion would ever take the job, and I don't think the job would ever be offered to him truly. But I would definitely, as the next head coach at Florida State, have Dion come talk to my team because he's a motivational speaker who believes in God, has a lot of faith and a lot of positivity. But that's the thing, like Dion is only connected to that because of the love. When this job becomes vacant. They never talk about, oh, would Rob Drummond take it? Oh, would Floyd? I mean, it's like the conversation doesn't come up of any of you guys, any of you guys taking it because there's no connection to the university. And and for me, I just, if they had you, they would not only have recruits because you train damn near everybody in the community from all over the, all, all different schools, but they would have somebody who loves it. And I, I mean, I, 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 I for the, I mean, I'm so passionate about it because these kids mean the world to me, and I've only gotten to know them better. And I will, I will, I will always support them no matter where they go. But it's sad to me that I have to watch all these guys get on a plane and fly somewhere else when they could be playing at Syracuse. It is what it is. I mean, Syracuse has me, has me, has me, had me as a recruiter, had me someone involved with a university program. I mean, as far as again, I spent 15 years playing professional sports, so I have a huge, huge. You know, uh, 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 index of our former players. Uh, you know, this guy's. I mean, guys sending me tape on you know, uh, all the time, telling me, you know, can can you get this guy? You know, can you get the coach of the Syracuse to talk to him? I want, and, I, and we know what I always say, Dan. No, I have no contact with Syracuse. So, but I can send you to Connecticut. I can send you to Boston College. So that's where I send the tapes to. <laughs> you know. And they end up taking the kids. Yep. Oh well. As I, said, as I said, it is what it is. I'm not breaking my neck to go and hunt down anybody to try and get them to recruit me when you know we're, we're, when I, I, I built up something that should be should be should be ongoing with former players and guys who care about it. You know, to have have someone's ego kick in. I'm not dealing with anybody's ego. Oh well, I'll go I'll go to the next. I'll go to guys who appreciate what it is I do and what it is I did. And by the way, I'm staring at Buffalo's roster and all the New York talent on there too, and I'm getting. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, Syracuse is getting out-recruited by Buffalo in the MAC conference in their own state. Yeah. Just to let you know, folks. So with that being said, Rob Drummond, uh, him and I will be back together uh, on, on sites, on location at the Wildcat Sports Pub for the final game of the season, it looks like, for Syracuse uh, for 2019. They'll be facing off against Wake Forest. That game will be on November 30th, right after Thanksgiving. We will see you at the Wildcat Sports Pub. Stay tuned for the time because the time has not yet been sent out. And so once that once that time is sent out, we'll let you know what's going to happen as far as what time we'll be at the Wildcat. But we would love to see you. And, Rob, as always, thank you for fighting for this community. I'm right there alongside you, as you know that. And hopefully what you and I do will help out these kids in some way, shape or form. I believe that it is. I wish that I wish that we could keep them around here. But, you know, thank you for what you're doing in our community. It means a lot to me. Uh, thank you. That coming from Rob Drummond. We'll talk with you soon. OK. All right. Dan. All right.